Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. This is Following On, bringing you the highlights of TalkSport 2's exclusive coverage of day one of the fourth test between India and England. England, of course, needing to avoid defeat to save the series. We join the action today with England in bat after Joe Root won the toss and it's Dom Sibley and Zach Crawley opening, looking to give England a strong start. For us, bright colours, the green emerald of the outfield, the warm pitch quite close to the one used. Some members, I say, of the crowd adding colour, as uh, Indians tend to do, and beating hearts amongst England batsmen, those in the middle and those waiting in the dressing room to try to influence this test match. Joe Rood has said it, to win two all in India and four out of six away from home on this tour of the subcontinent would be an extraordinary achievement. The umpire says play, here comes Ishant Sharma now in bowls. And Crawley leaves alone outside off stump. A ball with no alarm, but on a good length and with sort of average carry, waist height through to Rishabh Pant. Nice looser from Ishant Sharma. Good length, got away with it. You can tell he's a little bit older. Uh, it gets harder, that first couple of deliveries. No matter what you're playing in, T20, 50 overs, county championship match or a test match. But it was a good line, good length. Just sat Crowley, just watched it through to the keeper. Good carry, quite even. No, it's only the first delivery. Yes, and they're standing a reasonable way back, Goffey, as well. They're not uh, super close. Two slips in the gully, three in the covers. Mid-wicket, mid-on, long leg. Here's uh, Ishan again, big long stride, reaches the crease. That's a great delivery! That's out, is it? Oh, my goodness, that's close to LBW. A late swinger into Zach Crawley, hits him in the pads, full in the pads, the meat of the pads, the shin area. Late swing in front of all three, and oh. yes, Virat Kohli reviews it. If he hasn't got outside the line, he's got a big problem here because it's full enough, I tell you. It all depends if there was an inside edge. I don't know what you think, Bats, but I, 
the only thing that can rescue him here is an inside edge. Yeah, I put my finger up as soon as as soon as he appealed and he's shouting at Virat Kohli, review it, and review it, he's not hit it. Fair delivery. Give me front on, please. Oh, murmur from Zach, you could read the word, and it wasn't a good word. He's very worried about this. Oh, now, we've seen the first of the replays. It's mighty close. Hit him quite high, hit him on the knee roll of the pad, and he's a tall man. I don't like it, though. He's been given not out, so one thing in his favour. Yeah, I think he might be all right here. New ball, as we've seen in the previous test matches, a lot of them have been going over the stumps with this review system good delivery swinging to the right-handed batsman that's the ball to get Zach Crawley missing oh, oh goodness me it's going over the top here we go stay with your call well done mate excellent umpiring by Nidish Menon right Axar Patel is into the attack the left arm spinner who took 11 for 70 in the last test match and his first over uh, forward comes uh, Dom Sibley, really reaching for that. Not lunging, but just stretching. Getting that back hamstring going, getting right out to the pitch of it, playing the ball in front of his pad. Axar Patel, well, what a start to his career. 18 wickets at under 10. Here is uh, Patel, bowled him, bowled him, he's through. Straight on with the arm, that one from Axar Patel. Dom Sibley's on his way. Second ball, would you believe it? Aksar Patel continues this extraordinary start to his test career. Second ball, he strikes. England 10 for one. Well, we talked about angles, and Aksar Patel is a fantastic start to his test career. Again, wide of the crease, tall action, good line, good length, a little, little inside edge from Dom Sibley, but he hasn't got a clue against spin this series. He's really been found out and lacking in confidence and Patel again takes another one from a ball that goes straight on with the arm bold Sibley 10 for 1 England Axar once again oh Crawley again using his feet step and a half and Axar taking the pace off the ball on this occasion and in the end he just had to check the shot it's going to be fascinating to see um, what changes England's batsmen have made and that that may well be well, it obviously is inspired purely by having to face Aksar and uh, the left-arm spinner is in once again. It's pushed away by Crawley up towards mid-wicket. Mid I wonder if that's to counteract that quicker, skiddier, straight-honour that he bowls that has been so effective for him. If you try and get outside the line of it, you know, I mean, obviously you expose your stumps and there are counter-arguments to you doing that. Crawley uses his feet once again. He's heaved this one straight down towards mid-off and straight into the hands of Mohamed Siraj. Zach Crawley's used his feet. He's tried to go over the top. The ball has spun and skidded off the face of the bat. Mohamed Siraj is halfway back to the boundary at mid-off and he barely had to move. He just watched it from the bat up into the sky and into his hands. And England off 15 for two. Yeah, there's positive intent and there's also recklessness. And I think that is the latter. I think he's a little bit like a cat in a hot tin roof for about four or five balls there for Zach Crawley. Wants to come down, wants to show intent. But not only do you have to pick the right ball, you have to, execution has got to be perfect. Mention him staying leg side. It's not too dissimilar to the wicket, to the dismissal he got out in, in goal. Ahmedabad bathed in sunshine. A small crowd at the moment.
again allowed to have well up to 50 odd thousand but we're not near that at the moment Akshar is about to come in and then Johnny Bairstow steps away he's going to settle back in now Rishabh Pant is behind him Akshar in around the wicket Bairstow has cut this one just past slip it was not a controlled shot. It will go away for four through third man. There was some bounce on that one. Rahane thought he was in business for a second there. It seemed to just loop wide of slip. Had there been a second slip or a, a gully, that would have been straight in at waist high. Best though as it is, goes to double figures. And in England, a 30 for two. India cannot afford to be beaten by England here. If England lose this test match, they don't make it to the World Test Championship final. Anyway, Mohamed Shiraj, finally we start again after a long drinks break. That's horribly close and that's out. Absolutely stone dead LBW. Joe Root trapped back. It hit him low. It nipped back. It's hitting middle and leg. I don't think he'll review it. Nope, he won't. What a blow. Mohamed Shiraz. His energy, his hustle and his skill have done for the England captain. Oh, this is a tough ball to get after the drinks break. Shiraz just running the ball back in, just past the perpendicular on release. And it's just angled back into Joe Root. It's a good length, just that sort of length. Should I come forward? Should I come back? It catches him on the crease. There were two noises. Initially, we thought, could it be back? But I think it just clipped the front pad and then rattled into that back leg. And it's smack in front of them all. Height would have been the only issue. Joe didn't think so. There was no talk of a review and a good decision and a good piece of bowling. Yeah, it did hit him slightly higher than at first thought. But Mohamed Siraj, what a... What a... I really like him. I can't tell you. First saw him in the IPL. Like how he goes about his business. Just like, like the sort of range of cricket ball that he bowls. I mean, he's got plenty of options. He knows exactly what he's doing. He keeps hammering away at areas that batsmen hate. He hits the bat hard, and he's nipped one back off the seam. The natural variation to the outswinger, but in, in done Joe Root, and he's done him. That's what he's done. He's done him for length, for movement, quality from Siraj, and out comes Ben Stokes. Mohamed Siraj bowls to Stokes, who leaves alone outside off stump, but is really carrying through well to the wicketkeeper it looks an excellent pitch there's a little bit of something um, for all the bowlers we've seen it's difficult to, to be sure what's there for the batsman and the reason for that is that England aren't batting with much confidence so the odd bad ball and there have been very few this morning hasn't really I mean I, I can't think of a really sweet shot you know a stroke where you just go yes no and I think that's that's basically because India have been on the money. They've been magnificent with the ball to a man. You can't say that anybody hasn't done exactly what they were planned. Stokes has edged it wide of slip. Little uh, sort of game within a game here now between Mohamed Siraj and Ben Stokes. They're eyeing each other up. Siraj got the better of him there. But I think when you first go in against the new ball, against good bowlers, you're bound to get some thick edges that go down a third man. And he's got the benefit of one there as Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes, 17. Bairstow on strike. Johnny Bairstow on 22. Slipping a short leg. And uh, the batsman walks away. Johnny Bairstow backs away. There's some movement behind the bowler's arm. I think you two are being a bit harsh. 
or maybe not giving the what, bowlers enough Zach credit. Crawley? Zach Crawley gave it away. Howler yeah. of a shot, Zach. Yeah, no, he's run down the wicket and yeah. sliced it to mid-off. Sibley, Sibley playing out and uh, defence not quite solid out. Technically all over the shop, Sibley. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a cracking ball that got Joe Root LBW, though. Good delivery for Joe, yeah. Mm. Ashwin flicked away by Bairstow with the spin out towards the man on the deep mid-wicket boundary. What's that song? Two out of three is not bad. I was going to say that. Exact same thing. Two out of three then. So I, I think Dom Sibley was technically a bad shot um, and I thought Zach Crawley got nowhere near it and still tried to go. And, and people said he was trying to hit out over, over mid-off. Was he? Yeah, he was hitting that either straight or to mid-on area. He was a poor... I mean, I get the intent, but when you don't get near it, when you come down, it doesn't mean you have to put... Change your old, mind. Yeah. yeah, You can change your mind and mm. block it if you don't get to it. Yeah, no, that didn't look good. But um, I think, you know, we've just... We've seen Axel Patel take a dozen wickets with his quick straight honour. And, and so when he got Sibley with it again, I thought, well, you know, it's, he bowls it so well. He's had so much success with it. Here is Ashwin again, and uh, Stokes goes forward, then rocks onto the back foot and plays defensively. Stokes 17, Bairstow 23. But there's been no turn, has there? Um, so you've got to expect, you can't be playing a game thinking, oh, there's going to be turn. You've got to play the ball. Ashwin down the wicket comes Stokes, and that's how to go downtown. And he's gone all the way for six over long off. Used his feet beautifully, got to the pitch of it. And it was just looked effortless. It was just ease and grace. That. Well, we've seen this from Ben Stokes loads of times. And, and actually, I have a feeling he's going to... Can you go a whole series without seeing Ben Stokes fire and, and, and play a match winning innings? I mean, we just expect it now, don't we? And when he gets in form, when he uses his feet, when he's got that mentality he's going to attack, he can be very dangerous. This is Following On, bringing you exclusive coverage of the first day of the fourth test. England starting the day with the bat after winning the toss, but once again some early wickets have fallen. Dom Sibley, Zach Crawley and Joe Root all gone before lunch. A reminder that you can check out the Following On podcast every day from our top team from wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, be sure to check out our brand new YouTube show, The Outside Edge, which will be available at the end of each day's play. Shortly, we rejoin the action with England and Johnny Bairstow and Ben Stokes at the wicket, and they're building a nice partnership. Exclusive ball-by-ball commentary of the fourth Test match live from Ahmedabad, only on TalkSport 2. This is Following On, bringing you the highlights of TalkSport 2's exclusive coverage of day one of the fourth test between India and England. Well, England lost a few wickets in the morning session, but we rejoined the action with Johnny Bairstow and Ben Stokes at the crease, and they're looking to build a quite nice partnership. Two balls left of the 21st over. Yeah, we are about 13, 14 minutes away from the first interval. Nishant is in, Bairstow off the back foot, pushing on the offside. And there is no run. And England elected to strengthen the batting with Dan Lawrence coming in. He's going to bat at number seven with Ben Folks at eight for England. Dom Best back into the side at nine. Jofra Archer and Stuart Broad, the uh, two men to miss out. 
I don't want to be that guy, um, chaps, but um, England got their team horribly wrong in the third test. Have they potentially slightly misread this pitch, or are we asking that question too early? Because, look, we know it's going to spin, but there does seem to be a decent amount of, of life in this. It's a sort of pitch that Joffre Archer looks like he'd have been handy on. Well, if they'd have lost the toss, we might be having a different conversation, but they've won the toss, so I think they've made the right selection. Yeah. Ishantz, right arm over, goes in another nip-backer. Johnny Bairstow had uh, the bat above his head there, and Pat was down the line. It was close to brushing on the way through. India got a little bit excited, but nothing in the end. 21 overs gone here on TalkSport 2. Johnny Bairstow's going to change his gloves. 72 for three are England. As Steve Harmson and Darren Goff bring you some more thoughts. And that's the, the, the good thing for England, that Joe did win the toss, and he, he has got things gone in his favour. Um, I'm still torn whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing to, to strengthen the baton. Always work to the theory that if you have got a batter who has got a decent average in what is going to be Ben Folks, the last thing you want him to be is 15 not out twice because he's run out of partners. You're one wicket away of potentially running, running out of partners when you could have had a seamer who could potentially bowl 10, 12, 14 overs in innings. Here's Ashwin once again to Ben Stokes. There's a, a slip and a man on the, on the drive at cover. Forward he comes playing defensively. There was a... There was an Ashes series, wasn't there, in which Steve Waugh was absolutely isolated by, by the England team. I can't remember which Ashes series it was, but here is uh, Ashwin again. Forward comes Stokes again, playing defensively. But Steve Waugh was one who would always pick a fight, and he'd always want to get into a, into a sledging situation with the bowler. Did you... Was that maybe you played in that series? Yeah, Scotty? I had plenty with him. Um, but there was one series where there was a, a policy not to say a word. Here's uh, Stokes forward again. Appeal for leg before wicket. Not out. Not even interested. Wasn't uh, Verenda Sharma there? And once again, we see R. Ashwin is uh, absolutely convinced he wants the, the, the review. And uh, I don't think Virat Kohli's going to uh, agree to it this time. Oh, he has once again oh. with two seconds to go. But half Not a dozen convincing. times in this series, Ashwin has implored Virat Kohli to go for the DRS and not one of them has been overturned. This LBW has been given not out as well as we welcome our listeners on TalkSport. This is potentially a critical moment. We, our feeling is that Ben Stokes has uh, struck outside the line of off stump if the ball hasn't hit the bat. But uh, Ashwin is convinced. England are 78 for three. What do you think, Darren Goff? Well, I, I just think with the old situation with these reviews in India, there's no real clarity on what they yeah, they doing. It's yeah. it's almost yeah. like no one's there to make the decision. And Virat Kohli, with one second to go, every single time, goes to the review. It's just a weird situation. Impact is outside. Well, there you go. Go to on-field umpire. Impact outside the line yeah. of off stump. As you'd expect, there's been no, there's been no organisation between Virat Kohli. He's shaking his head now because Ashwin has convinced him that was out. Nah, it didn't look out. You've got to take Ashwin out of the equation here. The keeper has the best view of that. If he can't work out whether that's... And it's pitched a good inch or so outside yeah. of stump. The keeper should be saying, no, lads, I've seen this all the way. It's pitched here. He should almost be able to point the, the mark on the pitch where the ball's... Uh, bounced. He should be overruling that and saying, no, captain, don't review. Uh, by my count, and it, 
I may have missed one. I certainly haven't added any in. But Ashwin has now burnt six reviews in this series. Well, can we blame Ashwin or is it Coley? I think Coley's burnt them. I mean, he's, he's gone every single time. He's always, he's gambling. There's, like I said, there's no real conviction in that decision. He's gambling every single time and we can see the clock going down, a second to go and it's like, oh, I've got to do it in, just in case I messed up. Surely, at some, point, you know, on the surely at some point Ashwin's got to realise that maybe he's being a little too optimistic. Here is Mohamed Siraj continuing to Johnny Bairstow. Up goes the finger, he's hit him on the pad, on the back pad. He's been beaten for pace. He was on the back foot, Johnny Bairstow is now asking Ben Stokes whether he can review it or not. Stokes doesn't look uh, particularly convinced that he's, uh, but he is reviewing it. Johnny Bairstow has asked for the review, but my goodness me, it was right on the back foot. Looked like it hit him in front. Height might save him. Yeah, definitely in line. But height looks, height look. I think you're right, man. As height looks in question, doesn't it, Goffey? Yeah, same again. I think it's on the knee roll. It's on the back leg. It's just clipped his, his leg. It's just clipped. But it's him remember, well above the knee roll. You've got to remember, though, he's right back in the crease and the umpire's giving him out. So just clipping is fine. But height was, uh, was always the concern. But, yeah, I mean, it's hit him well above the knee roll on the back leg. I think this is going over. Ball tracking, please. I think it's going over. I could well be wrong. It's 78 for three. Here we go. Ball tracking. This will tell us. Hitting outside. Hit him in line. Hitting in line. Hitting, just hitting the top oh, of yes. middle, just clipping the top of middle. The umpire gets a decision right. Johnny Bairstow beaten for pace. Excellent bowling from Mohamed Siraj. Bairstow shakes his head vigorously in disappointment, but also, uh, I think, disagreement with the uh, verdict of the no, ball tracking. I, I absolutely think they've got it to hit him on the leg before he actually did. They've got it, it seems, with the ball tracking. But it's hitting below the knee roll. We both, all here, think it probably hit him above the knee roll. So that's the confusing part. And I think when Johnny's watched the replay there, that's what he's obviously disappointed about. But he falls for 28. 78 for four now here on TalkSport 2 England. In trouble. Well, here is Washington Sunder. Slog sweep once again from Ben Stokes. No problem with connecting with this one. All the way over wide long on for six. Second maximum for Ben Stokes. No problem at all in connecting with that one. And he moves on to 46, and England are 107 for four. Yeah, Virat Kohli was asking Washington Sundar to bring the man up on the leg side boundary to invite Ben Stokes to play the sweep or the slope sweep because of the amount of bounce that Washington Sundar's getting. Um, he did bring the man up, and Ben Stokes did play the slope sweep. He hit it for six. It was a beautiful shot, very much in control. Didn't try and hit it too hard. Went with went with the angle of, of, of the bowler from outside or from round the from round the wicket and hit it. It wasn't so much cow corner, it was sort of wide-ish mid-wicket, and it was a, a very, very controlled stroke. Good shot by Ben Stokes, and he's looking as though he's now just starting to go through through the gears a bit. Akshar Patel once more pushed up towards mid-on. So Con confirmation of what we knew. Or what what the evidence of our eyes told us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we picked it up. I was going to say quite early on in the last test, but the whole test was quite early well, on. Well, if you it? play the line <laughs> of the ball, it doesn't matter whether it skids on or spins, does it? Patel in once again. Ollie Pope uses his feet nicely, pushes in the mid on, sets off with a single. Pajara picks up, shies at the stumps and hits them. But that was really good decision making, I think, from Ollie Pope. 
I think first of all, the right choice one. of the shot. Yeah, I picked the right field. Yes. Pajara, yeah, absolutely 100%. Back. He's definitely safe, isn't he? I mean, he's, he doesn't look remotely concerned. He's not even breathing hard. But it was, uh, it was, it was just good all-round decision making. Often, direct hits can be closer than we think. He's made it. He's, he's slowing down. As soon as I saw the fielder was, I, I was convinced he was safe. Ollie Pope's quite quick between the stumps, and Pajara is quite slow in the field. So there's one winner there. Absolutely. This is Following On, bringing you exclusive coverage of the first day of the fourth test. England 108 for four, Ben Stokes just short of his half century, and it's Ollie Pope who's partnering him. A reminder that you can check out the Following On podcasts every day from our top team from wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, be sure to check out our brand new YouTube show, that's the outside edge, and it will be available at the end of each day's play. Shortly, we rejoin the action with England and Ben Stokes going along quite nicely, but England really need plenty more runs today. Exclusive ball-by-ball commentary of the fourth Test match live from Ahmedabad, only on TalkSport 2. This is Following On, bringing you the highlights of TalkSport 2's exclusive coverage of day one of the fourth test between India and England. We rejoin the action with England on 108 for four. Ollie Pope and Ben Stokes are in bat, and Ben Stokes is on the brink of another 50. Here is uh, Akshar Patel once again, and uh, Stokes this time for a straighter one plays defensively from the crease. He's playing it really late, his Ben Stokes. I mean, he's at, wherever possible, he's playing it off the pitch and he's playing deep in his crease. Obviously, that runs a risk of uh, LBW, particularly with Axel Patel with that change of pace, that quicker one. Reverse sweep, beautifully played. Absolutely magnificent example, not only of the execution of the shot, but the choice of it, because the field is set for the orthodox sweep and he's played it beautifully to bring up his half century. That is... Uh, fabulous innings, the beginnings of an innings of great importance for uh, Ben Stokes and for England. That's his 24th 50 to go with his 10 hundreds, and it's come from 114 balls. And what a shot to bring it up with! Absolutely, man, it's absolutely fantastic shot coming round the wicket. We've seen him gain a bit of bounce, so it can be a dangerous shot. But he got right and covered it, smothered it actually, and he down from up to down. All the way along the ground, no fielder there, and a fantastic boundary for Ben Stokes to bring up a magnificent 50 after just 114 deliveries. And that's quite quick, actually. He's been, he's been watchful. It's not been easy. Dar is in. Pope using his feet to get to the pitch of that. Just punches to mid-off. Axel will field single taken, 120 for, to 121 for four now. And one of those wasn't, wasn't ready to come back from injury, so he just sat on the bench, and the other six players just had to rotate through the whole game. Um, so, yeah, it's, look, it's, it, you know, I think... The PSL, to be fair to them, are doing the right thing in pulling it because it does ruin the sport at a, a certain point. Well, I mean, Jurgen Klopp's made the point, Goffey, about he might not release some of the Liverpool players for international duty because he said as soon as you start crossing boundaries and going into um, well, it was quarantining and coming back. They, yeah, they, they, there was that rule they were going to bring him where they would have to quarantine for five days, is it, or seven mm. days? 
So as soon as you get into that, then you've got problems. Sundar in around oh. the wicket, takes Stokes on the pad. Stokes' his head goes down. He knows what's coming next. Mm, yeah. Knitting ma- When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Lennon's into the game, raising his finger for LBW. Well, Stokes is now... I think Ollie Pope said, well, hang on a minute, let's have a chat about this one. Stokes knows in his heart of hearts he's not, he's not even really listening. He's wandering off, having the conversation over oh. his shoulder. Stokes walks off, furious with himself. LBW for 55, England 121 for 5. Yeah, I always think, though, when you, you've got to be clever there and thinking Ben Stokes, one of the better players England have got, would it have been that bad, bad a thing to, to review it? I mean, when you've got your best player at the crease, but he's totally done, played the wrong line. Sundar coming round the wicket's gone on with the arm, and it is. it looks absolutely plumb. But as I said, if you're going to waste one, I'd rather it be wasted on Ben Stokes than wasting it on somebody like Jimmy Anderson coming in at number 11 or Jack Leach at 10. But a terrific knock from Ben Stokes. He's played really, really well there. A lack of concentration, as I said. But that's the class of these Indian spinners. You've got Washington Sundar, who was hardly used in the last test match. Came on, I think I picked up one wicket late on. But the drift that came wide of the crease, round the wicket, just went on with the arm and caught Ben Stokes on the back pad. 121 for five. England are in serious, serious trouble here on day one on TalkSport 2, and it brings our seventh batsman to the crease. Dan Lawrence into the uh, team today. Having played the first and the second test, Norton 18, 
in the first test in Chennai, 9 and 26 in the second test, then left out here in Ahmedabad for the third test match, back into the side, and he's back in. And of course, Goffey, Dan Lawrence is normally a top order player. I, I wonder if he's ever batted at seven before. I, don't, I think he, he would have batted very six. often. When he first went into the Essex side, I think he, he batted at six. Um, I would have said, but uh, seven, uh, probably not. Um, he's gone in at three when he did the Lions. So he got a lot of runs, didn't he, with the Lions, I think, batting at three. Um, a terrific player. We know he likes to use his feet to the off spinner and hit to the leg side. So it'll be interesting here. Again, been dropped, brought back into the side. And he's facing Sundar, who's over the wicket, turns it to the leg side. And Shubman Gill's almost taken a brilliant catch at short leg. Well, they've got two on the leg side close in. Shubman Gill, that was the one for him. There's smiles around, but Dan Lawrence, first ball, got it high up on the bat. And it's just landed short of Shubman Gill. However, he did seem to be quite a long way up. If he was further down, he might have got his fingers underneath that one. It's my, my gut reaction, having seen that first look. Sunder just waits at the end of his mark. Now he comes in. Laura, and it's uh, Pope. Came half a pace down, then stretched a long way forward. Covers it up, bat and pad close together. That's the end of the over. It's 122 for five here on TalkSport 2. To answer your question, Steve, poor Pete, I, I think he will always... He's always going to be a player that will err on positive. He won't be worried about coming down the wicket because he'll see that as a scoring option to not just score off the front foot, but then he might get one where he's got a bit of length where he can play off the back foot. He will try and rotate the strike. He will try and put something back on the bowlers. When he's playing at his best, he's not reckless with that, and he moves so well because he's not massively tall. Like, say, Crow is a six foot two, six foot three, so... He's more in the size range of a, of a Corley, um, where he's wanting to be quick on his feet. And I know he's been watching and admiring some of the players in this series and how good they are. And that's the one thing about him. He's always trying to learn and trying to, to add that to his game. And the little limited knowledge I know of Lawrence is very similar. They're both like sponges. They want to get better and they both want to do it in a positive, proactive manner. So this potentially could be a really good unique partnership for him and we've got two youngsters no preconceived ideas they're just going to play what's in front of them well it's been a big conference between fielders and bowler before we start the new over and it's going to be Lawrence to uh, face Akshar left arm around and it's the outside half of the bat that's pushing it to a uh, point and there's no run and there's a slip and a gully and a silly point all in place now for uh, Dan Lawrence, the right-hander. So they're feeling that he's trying to get leg side of the ball and pushing it into the offside, and therefore there might be an edge. Akshar goes in, Lawrence comes down the pitch. He's got enough of it. It wasn't that far away from uh, mid-on, but he got enough of it for it to go away for four, and England continue to use their feet to the spinners, which they didn't in the previous test. It's 126 for five. Yeah, good intent, and you can use your feet to the spinners because there's not as much sharp spin and sharp turn, and... Uh, just quietens the fielders around him, possibly gets mid on and mid off just that little bit deeper because Lawrence does push at the ball, so he'll be looking to push it down the ground and potentially get a single. Akshar around the wicket. It's driven through the covers on this occasion by Lawrence. He got down low, big stride out to that one, and he's used his wrist to drive it through. Back-to-back -back boundaries for Lawrence. He goes to nine, England 130 for five. Wally Pope's unbeaten with 21, Dan Lawrence with 15, Crawley, Sibley, Bairstow, Roots, 
Stokes are the men out, so that's a big five to have got rid of. Folks and Bess, the, the good batsmen still to come, as well as uh, Leach and Anderson. This partnership worth 23 uh, was referred to you, Gareth Batty, as promising, and I think that's dead right. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to slightly disagree with you, I mean, I, th I feel like this lunch, this tea break has just come 15, 20 minutes too early because I feel like it was really starting to go nicely. They'd had a bowling change and brought Sharma on. They got Axar out of the attack from good batting, not from luck. They've gone forward and back and made him bowl just a fraction wider to then score off. They've knocked and taken singles whenever they could do. Let's not get too carried away. The partnership is still only sort of 23, but uh, the way they've gone about it, and it's almost like the, the way they've gone about it is above their years in, in age, and, and they've been really precise in their movements. And I feel like it, it was just starting to blossom, and maybe an extra 15, 20 minutes so they'd have gone in maybe 40 at T would have been a nice thing for these two young fellas. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and, but uh, to, to, with that, I just think sometimes because of their, yeah, their youth and the age that they're at and parts of their career that sometimes a little break might just help from within, going off, having a cup of tea, having a chat with the coaches and, uh, and giving themselves just a little rethink and a rejig to go back out and a concentration to get the mindset back onto, back onto concentration because that's the one thing that we've had so far in this test match when somebody's lost their concentration more often than not they're getting out what you're saying the young fellas are just going to start slapping them into yeah. the into row z any minute now but uh, no credit to them they play very nicely there they both really have plays about to get underway thank you very much indeed to jared kimber here's mohammed siraj forward comes ollie pope to his first delivery after the tea break and alongside me for the next half an hour is darren goff he's a bundle of energy in there mohammed siraj really impressed with him um so far in this series it's just his second game I say a ball of energy, runs in, gives his captain absolutely everything, whether it's for two, three, four, five, six overs, spells, and he's took the breakthrough, and he's got a couple of wickets. So he showed him faith and brought him back on, trying to get another wicket for India. Here he is once again, edged and wide of Rohit Sharma in the gully. Oh, catchable height, waist height, just to the right of uh, Rohit Sharma. And he, he, so consequently, he broke through quite late. He was sort of well into his 20s, knew his game really, really well, but just persisted and persevered and persevered without any um, natural advantage, if you like. I mean, he had to overcome every sort of obstacle, like seriously working class. This is Following On, bringing you exclusive coverage of the first day of the fourth test. England back underway after tea with the two youngsters, Dan Lawrence and Ollie Pope, going along quite nicely. And a reminder that you can check out the Following On podcast every day from our top team from wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, be sure to make out our brand new YouTube show, The Outside Edge, which is available at the end of each day's play. You are listening to Following On. Exclusive ball-by-ball -ball commentary of the fourth test match live from Ahmedabad. Only on TalkSport 2. This is Following On, bringing you the highlights of TalkSport 2's exclusive coverage of day one of the fourth test between India and England. We rejoin the action after tea with the two youngsters Dan Lawrence and Ollie Pope going really quite well. England on 149 for five. 
Ashwin in again, a little bit of width outside the off stump. Beautiful punch off the back foot. Dan Lawrence, oh my goodness me, he's timed that magnificently well. It looked like a defensive punch initially, but that is, that's going to be one of the shots of the day. Yeah, well, he, he followed, he's just followed up. The shot, I think the shot of the day was the one just before the tee break. It was a beautiful shot down the ground, but you watch there from Lawrence, big tall man. You know, gets right back on his crease, and because of the the long levers he's got, big long legs, you know, he's getting right back on his crease. He's bought himself some time to basically hit that ball where he wants. Short of a length, just sat up, and he's hit that beautifully. Timed it because it's it's, it's just sat up. It's got to be hit powerfully. Timed it absolutely magnificent, didn't he? Just wow, we four runs of Dan Lawrence takes him up to 23, and he now plays defensively, and uh, there's there's no run. Well, I think because there's a bit of bounce and a bit of pace in the pitch, you get your value for your shots. The kid last year had a great season. He's had a great couple of seasons. For the Lions last year, he just got run after run after run. And now he's got his run in the England side. Got dropped, brought back in at number seven, but he's, he's playing well so far, 27. Ashwin to Ollie Pope, defends to short mid-wicket. Holyfields. And England have picked him at the right time. I think it's just the right time for Dan Lawrence to come into the side. Any more, any longer in first-class cricket, and you could possibly see some bad habits come into it with the amount of cricket you play. I think he actually has come into the England setup just at the right time. Ashwin and again uses his feet, does Ollie Pope, step and a half, and then defends. The, the, the thing is about Dan as well is, but with Ollie Pope, he, he started at six, hadn't he? Um, and everybody thought he should be higher up the order. With Dan, he got shoved in at the deep end, batting at three against India. So you've got to feel a little bit for him. Width and uh, cut away for four. That's a lovely shot from Ollie Pope. Such a difficult to know whether his hands or his feet were the quickest there because he, he's picked up the length immediately and adjusted, onto, moved his feet and hands through late cut, back cut for four. Lovely shot. Yeah, there's a lot of comparisons with Ian Bell, and this is, for me, the biggest comparison, the late, the, the, the late cut, the back cut. You know, he gets himself in a position to cut it and then just lets it come that little bit further. Just rides the bounce and the pierce. Beautiful shot. What's he got in his bag of tricks now? Still four balls to go. Down comes Pope wisely. And now, now wait a minute. We have a problem. England, that Pope knows he has a problem. It may be that he's hit this onto his own boot and it's lobbed up in the air to short leg. And, and by Pope's face, I fear that is what's happened. You are kidding me. Whenever, just when you want a little bit of luck to go your way, Ollie Pope comes down the wicket, inside edge, onto his boot, and I think he does know. Body language tells you everything. Ollie Pope, absolutely devastated about this. Element of luck hasn't gone the England batsman's way. No. Waiting on the third umpire to... It's quite true that it hasn't, and we're now going to get a look at this. And by, as I say, by Pope's oh, it is bat leg face. inside edge onto bat leg. What's it hit, Coffee? Bat leg hits his back. I think he's nicked it onto his back leg. Yeah, can go to the boot again. Yeah, nicked it inside edge. Oh, onto the pad. Oh dear me! What a catch, keep by the way. As well. What a catch! Keep your eye on the ball. A lesson for all yeah, young lads watching: keep your eye on the ball. What great fielding, it's a massive, massive wicket that. And the lucky enough, the listeners, it's not only on TalkSport 2, we're on TalkSport as well, as Ollie Pope is giving out, absolutely gutted for him, who are playing so well. 29 off 87 deliveries, and it's 166 for six, Mark. Back goes, folks. One of the reasons folks play spin so well is he plays it so calmly. 
You never see him rushed. Nice soft grip on the bat means he's not pushing hard at the ball. And he doesn't look wary of it. I'm not saying he won't get out, but he doesn't look as if it frightens him in any way. Oh, he has got out. <laughs> God. Ben Folks has played forward and nicked it to slip. How, how disappointing. Now, it's a lovely piece of bowling here from, from Ashwin. He's, he's challenged him on the inside with more of an over-the-top spinner. And it's sort of the seam cantered towards leg slip. This one a little bit more square spin just outside off stump and with a bit of square spin, just runs on with the arm, just holding the bat in front of the pad as you want to do. And it just catches the outside edge. A smart catch from Rahani at slip. Wonderful piece of bowling from Ashwin. Pulled him across the crease and, and finished him off with the outside edge, one that went straight on. Wonderful bowling from Ashwin. Ashwin, oh, that's a slower one. Best comes down the pitch, but... Bails out on any particular shot and just prods it out on the uh, offside. And there's no run, over-completed here on TalkSport 2. 70 overs gone, so 20 overs left in the day. 10 overs till a new ball, England 188 for seven. Yeah, and all the, all the great spinners, shall we say, not just good spinners, all the great spinners, a lot of their mystique is about the theatre around the bat. So you want your keeper, like you say, Maka, just saying the odd thing, just to create a doubt. Create a question in the batsman's head. You want your close infielders making some noise. Just trying to create something around the bat. There's a theatre about spin bowling when it's, uh, it's bowled well and there's, and there's catchers in. And uh, Pant loves that part of the game and he gets right involved for his bowlers. Well, Alex Tudor picks up on it in social media. I'll come back to that in a moment. Akshar is going to bowl. Left over around the wicket. Lawrence has come down the pitch and has missed it and he's stumped. Innings over for Lawrence. He couldn't resist it. He came down the pitch. He's out stumped for 46. And England are 188 for eight. And I will now make that point again that Alex Tudor earlier this morning picked up on the fact that Rishabh Pant made a point when Zach Crawley was batting about how he said something like, he's getting frustrated, he's getting cross. The next ball, Zach Crawley came down the pitch and chipped it to mid-off as he got it wrong. And I just wonder if Richard Pant has got into Dan Lawrence's head, because on that one, he's come down the pitch, had a big swish at that one, has missed it by quite a long way in the end, and he's walking back. Stump Pant, bold Akshar for 46 from 74 balls. Yeah, I think we're going to have to give a bit of credit to, to Akshar. He's been challenging the stumps most of the day, bowling very straight in his action just as he, before he releases the ball, he sees Lawrence coming down the wicket, he bowls the ball a fraction wider of the stumps to drag him away from the hitting area and just back of a length, so the ball then is not quite where Lawrence thinks, goes through with the shot and does him on the outside, smart piece of keeping from Pant, I'm going to say very fine piece of bowling from Axar Patel because of the change, a lot wider, a lot shorter in length and a bit of spin, but uh, 46 from 74 from Lawrence, pretty good performance from the young man. Well, here comes Jack Leach. That's just him and James Anderson to go. And it means that England haven't had a stand of over 50 with eight wickets down in 63 innings. The longest they've gone since 1887-88. Um, that's quite a remarkable statistic England cannot get part a, a big partnership together they get them started 
but they then can't take it to the next level. And Char is in, taking on the pad, his best, giving out LVW. He's immediately reviewed it, because frankly, he might as well. England have got three reviews left, and that Maybe is potentially the ninth wicket. So let's go through the process. Nazakshar Patel walked past him uh, best, just sort of said, I've hit it, that's why I've reviewed it. We get the first replay, he's not oh, hit that. He's going to confirm the Dalbridge, looks gap between bat and pad. It might be missing leg stump, but he's certainly not hit it first. It goes off his pad onto the inside edge. He's giving out, so umpire's call, he looks pretty out to me. Leg stump. You can see off stump and then a big gap as it makes its way towards middle stump. It's only line that's saving this, now we get it. Impact in line. Hitting the wickets, it's out LBW. Leg stump. Absolutely gone. He, he got it totally wrong there, Don Best, thinking he'd got an inside edge on it. It was after the, the pad, but again, well bowled from Axel Can he get five again? That's four for 59. Of 23.4 overs again from Axel Patel. 189 for nine England. This has been disastrous. Yes, India, the best of bowled in the series for me without far. Both seam and spin, but England's batting probably the worst in the series on a pitch that's good to bat on win the toss it's good to bat and we're 189 for nine and poor old Jimmy Anderson comes to the rescue once again or tries to come to the rescue here is Aksar Patel around the wicket forward comes Anderson pushing it up towards mid-off and it's uh, gone straight to the field of Rohit Sharma how many wickets did Mike Proctor take for Gloucestershire a lot didn't he he was pretty 1500. good. <laughs> yeah. They renamed the county after him, didn't they? Proctorshire, that's right. Reverse sweep, and he's hit it beautifully. Jimmy Anderson <laughs> has gone for four. We love it. He had to come out, didn't he? He just loves it. Loves a reverse sweep. Was that his eighth ball? In fact, there used to be a time in his career, Jimmy, when I first played in a test match, and he played. He could play a cover drive, play through the legs. He could even play a cut shot. But these days, the only shot I see him play is a sweep or reverse sweep. Oh, full toss from Ashwin, and it's slapped away through the offside for four by Jack Leach. Even when it's a shin-high full toss, it seems that Jack Leach doesn't always time it particularly. Declare, <laughs> declare England, you've got 200, 200 on the board, they're 203 for nine. Ashwin in again, forward comes Jack Leach. Big appeal for leg before wicket, and he's given him. Impact here will be, uh, I think, important because Leach had done everything right, He'd gone a long way forward and appeared to be doing everything he could to get outside the line of off stuff. So uh, the appeal was uh, upheld by Veranda Sharma and Jack Leach has reviewed it and why not? Yeah. Oh, hello. I don't think there is anything wrong with the uh, impact. It hit him on the go, didn't it? Yeah, hit him on the go. Yeah, and you can understand why this has been given out, to be honest. Bad. And I suspect that uh, Ravi Chandra and Ashwin will be confirmed with a third wicket. Yeah very shortly we'll and uh, England will uh, be confirmed as having been bowled out for 205. We'll go through the process with the third umpire, Anil Chowdhury. Pitching in line, impact in line and it wasn't turning very much, it's hitting the top of the middle and leg. So Jack Leach is gone. Stay with your call, you can signal Miranda Sharma's got the call absolutely right. England have been bowled out after winning the toss and choosing to bat first for 205. Right, Sharma and Shubman Gill are the two batsmen out in the middle. It's Shubman Gill who takes guard against James Anderson, who's had a shave. And uh, here we go. 
And he bowls him a full floaty outswinger that Shubman Gill blocks to mid on for no run. The, the shiny ball hung in the air rather there and uh, nothing comes of it. Anderson is crucial here. A couple of strikes with a new ball will just do wonders for England's morale. Three slips in the gully for Anderson as he comes in. Bowls a good ball. That isn't so far away. Has it held his line enough? Yes, says the umpire. Virinda Sharma has given Shubman Gill out. Now they're going to review it, I'm sure, and it'll be a question of whether this ball is clipping leg stump. It's very tight. It's a brave call by the umpire, a strong appeal by England. Could we have the perfect start in response to being bowled out cheaply here? Out fair delivery. Front on, please. He has a little bit of nip back by Jimmy, just holding the seam to go away. Just a little bit of nip back. He's bowled straight, didn't really swing. And it's just height, I think, if anything else. Now then, yes, umpire's call it is. It's clipping the outside corner of leg stump. The decision is spot on. At least backed by uh, the the technology, and so it stands. Shubman Gill is out to James Anderson, and India are none for one. Yeah, what a start for England! What a start for Anderson! When you need your big player to stand up, only playing one out and out seamer. How boy does he need to use that new ball well? And he did. Not too dissimilar, Mark, I think, to the Joe Root decision in the third Test match, first mm -hmm. innings. Ball just nipped back. Hit the top of the leg stump and it stayed with the on-field decision of umpire's yes. call. This is Following On, bringing you exclusive coverage of the first day of the fourth test. England all out in the opening day for 205. A reminder that you can check out the Following On podcast every day from our top team from wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, be sure to check out our brand new YouTube show, That's the Outside Edge, and it's available at the end of each day's play. And a reminder that you can hear day two from 3.45am tomorrow, live and exclusive right here on TalkSport 2. Exclusive ball-by-ball -ball commentary of the fourth test match live from Ahmedabad, only on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 